Talking about local people, local achievements and the local stories you need to know. Talk about the Great South Coast with Peter Heaton. Peter Heaton talking the Great South Coast this morning and it gives me great pleasure to welcome a special guest to the program this morning. His name's Jack Daffy and we're going to talk about Jack Daffy, what he's done in Warrnambool and his life here and he's done lots of things and been a great community person. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Peter. Jack, thanks very much for coming in. A pleasure. I know when I mention the name Jack Daffy, there'll be people out in the community go, oh, I've had something to do with Jack. I know he's a legend. Probably. Many of them say they've heard too much of me, however. (laughs) No, well, Jack, I really thank you for coming in this morning. I want to talk about your association with Warrnambool and District and what you've done in your life in our community because it's been such a fantastic inspiration uh, to a lot of people and you've done lots of things in the community. But first, Jack, let's start it right from the beginning. When were you born? What year were you born? I was born born in Coal Lake in December of 1932. That means, let me do the sums, that means 90. That's right. 90. And you're still living at home on your own? I'm still there. I've got plenty of family that come to check me out each day and tell me what to do and what not to do. Yeah, well, I've been doing that for many years, and I noticed this morning, I said when I rang you and asked you if you'd like to do an interview, you said, uh, do you want me to come to your house? I didn't know what sort of, you know, whether you could, you drove in this morning. Yes, I did. Yeah? I'm, li- I'm limited to where I would go and whatever, and very conscious yeah. of my age and driving, so. Uh... Oh, well, it's great to have you in here. Now, Jack, we're going to go through, you know, you've been the mayor of the city of Warrnambool, you've been a, uh, a parole officer a bail justice, been at St Vincent's de Paul, we'll get to all of that, but just tell us, when you, what school did you attend when you were a young bloke? Uh, I started school in Colac and interestingly enough I managed to get to six and a half schools in eight years, so I left the day I was 14. Is that because you were, um, like, said you'd better leave and go to another school or your family moved around? Family kept moving around, uh, Dad and Mum were share farmers and in those days there wasn't a lot of money in share farming. Very small farms. Uh, they came from uh, Pyrenealic to Warrnambool, and uh, Mum was born in Warrnambool, so it was natural. And we did move around, and uh, uh, unfortunately, Dad was killed in 1949 in a car accident out on the outskirts of Warrnambool here with uh, four other people, and uh, it was a small farm uh, that we were working on, with, and that was probably the longest they'd been on a farm. Mm. And uh, hence... Uh, I had to leave school to uh, you help them? milk the cows and whatever. And uh, I only managed to do that for a very short while because I was virtually on my own at that age. And uh, I moved on from there. Yeah. What about brothers and sisters? What about family? Uh, two brothers and they're both deceased. Yes. All right. And, and you, you talk about your dad um, being killed in a car accident. Can you talk about that? I think you were on the scene. You were, yes, you uh, were there. Uh, he and he, he was working as a bookmaker's clerk with uh, Albert Kermond and the Kermond family were coming home from a race meeting at uh, Camperdown, I think it was that day. This is in 1949. Yes, and uh, they had an accident out on the old Batterby's Bend, out where uh, Guyatts are now associated on that particular corner. Right, Batterby's and Bend, let's just talk, I think that's now the, the turn-in motels there, that, that was the highway, yes, wasn't on, it? that yeah. was the old highway. Yeah. Yep, and uh, five of them were killed. Mm, including your dad? Yes. Yeah. So it was a, 
and I did arrive on the scene before they had actually been removed from the site. So were you riding your bike? Is that mm. how that happened? You were riding past the scene? That would have been horrific Coming into Warrnambool to go to the pictures, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you were riding from Wangoom Farm yes. to here to go to the pictures. Mm. That's, that, yeah. that is true. Yeah. Oh, that's just an incredible story. And that, of course, started my association with the Kermans, and I look on the Kermans as mm. part of the family nowadays. Yeah. So your dad and the Kerman gentleman, he, they were mates and... Yeah, they were working, he was working together. for them as a racist. Yeah, he was, that's, that's an unbelievable story. That one must have sort of been a memory for your whole life. It would oh, yes. Go away. Yeah. Well, I think that enabled me to handle things in later yeah. life. All right, let's progress through your career. You left the farm when you were 14. What did you do then? Uh, well, I went out to Nullawarri. Uh, to with one of the Kermans, and that was supposed to be for five weeks. Was that a dairy farm? It was a, oh well, it was a, a a dairy farm, small number of cows, but it was a bush block, and was still being uh, tidied up and everything. And I wound up staying there for five years, uh, and uh, I'd only been there a couple of months when uh, Albert Kerman, who was operating that area, was also a bookmaker, and he suggested that he would be going to uh, uh, Ballarat. To the old Dowling Forest race course, yes. uh, the old Redan race course, I should say, uh, and it was one day in September, and we got in near Ballarat, and I said, "Oh, but who's working for you?" He said, "Oh, you are." I said, "I don't <laughs> think so." I, I, he said, "Oh, we're in the back row. We won't hold any money." And uh, in those days, it was, you know, you could see sixty or seventy bookmakers at those events. Yeah. So we get to Ballarat and the bookie supervisor comes along and says, oh, you're up in the front row, there's a vacancy <laughs> and your first emergency. So, Did you know what you were doing? No, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Uh, it was the coldest day I've ever experienced at a race course, I think. And uh, I, we didn't do a lot of work, but I'd learnt from that day on. And shortly after, I got registered as a bookmaker's clerk and continued that until I gave it away. Mm. So you did that, and you had other jobs as well along that. That was sort of a, a part-time role. That was part-time. In fact, I was earning more as a bookies clerk for the weekend for the day yeah. than I was earning for the whole week milking yeah. cows. Take us to a day in the bookmaker. You know, back in the day when the bookmakers were on the rails, and the, like now the online betting's taken over. What yeah. was it like? The people would come up and give you plenty of cash. Oh yes, it was. Uh, well, I remember Warrnambool races. So you could go there, uh, May race and there could be up to 100 bookies there, uh, just on local races, and then probably another 10 or 12 on the interstate events. Mm. And, uh, yep, it was always hard work. Yeah, about rewarding. People asked how many steeplechases did I see. Yeah. I only saw one. Yeah. The steeplechase was a, a good break to go to the toilet, get a pie to eat, and catch <laughs> up with the paperwork. This <laughs> <laughs> was a busy day. All right, so you're about... 1920 when you started in the bookmakers 17 group. 17 yeah. yeah and then what did you do like looking through your cv you've been involved with lots of things take us through the the next you know your full-time jobs well i stayed there uh and uh it was time to move on so i was offered a job at the uh, woolen mill with uh, the late don jenkins who was the uh ultimately became the manager down there but don used to work as a bookies clerk at the races too so i had a connection there and uh, then uh, we moved into, bought an old ho house in Merai Street that caused us a bit of heartache. Yes, all that happening. <laughs> the Council yeah. and Nat National Trust at a later date. And uh, the late Jack Guyatt lived two doors away. Um, Jack bought a cow and didn't know how to milk it, so I wound up milking the cow for the <laughs> neighbourhood. And uh, he offered me a, a job at uh, 
when he bought the uh, funeral business from the old family. And uh, so I started there in uh, 1959 and I was there for uh, 43 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, many of the things that I've done that I wouldn't have been able to do or participate in, I thank the Guide family for that. Yeah. So that was your, that was your source of income for your family, mm, your full-time job, part-time yep. bookmaking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, but that allowed you to be involved with lots of different things. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about, uh, well, national service as well. Yeah, I did that. Did that as well? Yeah. Yeah, but I shouldn't have been there. Uh, tell, I, us, tell us a bit about that. Well, I had a, a, a very bad knee operation prior to going there, and I could hardly walk. So I arrived at Pakapunyal, and I was told that I was going to uh, work in the Q store, and uh, there was a pommy sergeant in charge, and he asked me, did I know anything about gambling? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I know a bit. He said, well, I'm going on leave and I've got customers here. Did you want to look after them while I'm away? So he was going to be away for two <laughs> months. So I sort of ran the SP business while he was away. I'm probably the only national service person that never had a holiday. Came home for leave. Yeah. Couldn't leave my customers. <laughs> talking to Jack Daffy this morning. Jack's uh, joined us. And we're talking about his life in Warrnambool and districts. Really interesting. Uh, Jack, take us back to what your first job at the Woolen Mills. What was the Woolen Mills like? For like we see, it's been developed now, housing estate there. When back in your day, when you were working there, if I walked in, what would I see? What would it be like? Well, it was everything was happening there. It was a very busy mill. Um, you know, I think they were one of the very early mills to produce uh, an electric blanket, and uh, the number of uh, blankets and people that went out the door each day was enormous. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was lucky enough to uh, learn a bit about wool sorting while I was there, and uh, there's only one or two of us that worked <coughs> in that area still around, I think. Yeah, so, uh, so it was a hive of activity. Yes, it was, activity. definitely. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'd only been there a few months, and I always loved a little bit of politics and still do. Not, <laughs> not necessarily aligned to any political well, well, party. Well, you've got to remember that thought about you still do, because when you walked in this morning, you looked at the front page of the Standard, had Jacinta Umacora on there, and yeah. she said that we haven't had a Labor office there. You've got another story about that. We, haven't, then, had a, we <laughs> haven't had a Labor office for 50, since 1955, she said. Well, I think she needs to maybe recollect the late Cyril Primer had an office in Livick Street, and that building that office is vacant today i believe right. and uh, jerry hand who was became a member of the house of representatives was his secretary at the yeah. time all right so that, that just backs up the fact that you're still interested in politics and you still I, know what's going I, on i love to watch the comedy hour at question time <laughs> in parliament all right so back to the woolen mills um the, and what was the demise of the woolen mills what happened Oh, I think the the uh, pressure, the price of wool, uh, pressure from overseas and whatever, uh, brought it to an end. Yeah. So so that's when you left the woolen mills and then you went to Guyatt's? Yes. Yes. Right. In uh, October of 1949. Would have been a difficult job. Like a lot of, you would have known a lot of people that you were, um, you know, laying to rest. And well, I'd that, only ever seen the bodies that when Dad got killed, I'd never yeah. seen one other than that when I first yeah. went there. Yeah. So it was a, a, a learning exercise. Yeah. and uh, Very delicate job as well. You need to be mindful. You know, like a lot, a lot of tragedies happen the, all the time. Well, far too many, and yeah. I think it's worse today. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, I still run into people and I can't remember their names that I met through that. Yeah. And, uh, no, it was interesting times and, and uh, I think there are many instances where people don't quite appreciate what goes on mm. yeah. in that era. All right, talking to Jack Daffy on Talk About the Great South Coast. We might take a short break and come back and find out how Jack got involved with the community. Talking about local people, local achievements and the local stories you need to know. Talk about the Great South Coast with Peter Heaton. We're talking to Jack Daffy who's been involved with the Warrnambool community. We've heard about uh, where he went to school, how he unfortunately came across his father who'd been involved with an accident and, and passed away. Jack's been involved with the um, with the woolen mills in here and he's worked at Guyatt's Funeral Parlour for many, many years. And Jack, you said Guyatt's have allowed you to, the opportunity to, to get involved with the community. Well, I always thought Mrs Guyatt was my secretary. There's many times when I've come home from a funeral and she said, oh, the police are on the phone, they won't go around the police station. Yeah. And uh, someone has been in and they they want to have a whinge and you know that sort of thing whilst I was on the council. So... Uh, but they made made it very easy for me. Yeah. Well, let's let's look at what you've done in the in that space. Like I've got here, you've been a councillor. Uh, what year did you decide to get into council? Uh, I think that was 1968. Yeah. Then you became mayor. Had a couple of stints as mayor. Yes. The the uh, getting onto council was a uh, an argument over the siting of the current offices. Uh, the uh, councillors of the day were a bit keen to build it up on the highway where the uh, old tourist information centre was and I think it's uh, childcare and whatever That's there right. to yeah. Yeah. today and uh, that wasn't a very popular, a bit like the Cannon Hill argument. Yeah. So uh, they set up a ratepayers association and uh, I got nomination for the council <laughs> and yeah. uh, didn't think I could win it anyway but I discovered at a funeral one day that uh, by a couple of groups that was mentioned that they had were going to endorse me, so I thought, Jack, you better put a bit more effort into this. So I managed to get elected. Yeah. And uh, a uh, cousin who was a priest gave me a bit of good advice. Mm. He said, "Now you're going in under a banner. That's good, but you've got to be part of the team when you get elected." He said, "And if you want to be a good politician." Tell everybody what the opposition's doing, but at no stage tell them what you intend to do. <laughs> good advice. Very good advice. And a lot of people adhere to that today. Very. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so your council, uh, your council um, uh, part of your journey, elected the council in 1968. You retired. How many times were you mayor? Uh, for three years. Three stints as mayor. You retired in 1984. Then you came back. Oh, yeah. Was that by popular demand? Oh, I had nothing better to do, I thought. Yeah. So you're back at 1993, 94, and 2002 to 2008, Mayor of Warrnambool. Oh, sorry, Mayor of Warrnambool, 73 to 75. Yes. So a good stint. Did you enjoy your time on council? I did. I think it, uh, I met a lot of people uh, through that, uh, politicians in particular. Uh, I think we were very lucky that... Vern Robson had arrived from Ballarat and uh, yeah, he's that great. was a breath, a breath of fresh air in council situations. Uh, not that I would be too critical of the previous people, but we needed that new kick and we got it from Vern. Mm. 
What do you think? Like we've had lots of council issues over the past decade. Um, you sitting back, looking, having all the the knowledge and the history. What were your thoughts of everything that was going on? Oh, I think Waterville's had difficulty keeping up with all the changes that are happening, and we don't necessarily get a lot of government support, unfortunately. And whilst I don't want to get involved in politics too much, it's a safe Liberal seat. Yeah. So. You know, putting it candidly, the Libs don't need the votes. The Labor Party can't win. Yeah, so they look elsewhere. For... So they look elsewhere, and yeah. I think that's that's human nature. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. All right, so big stint on council. Then then other things that you've been involved with, I guess your involvement with the community, you the Greyhound Club? Uh, well, we've always had Greyhounds. The old grandfather, uh, Daffy, uh, always had Greyhounds, and he, he was a uh, bookmaker too. Yeah. Down right. in uh, the Colac area. Yeah. I, I forgot. I want to go back one step, and then we'll get back to the Greyhound. Yeah. What was the biggest issue when you're on council? Uh, that first issue would have been the siding of the, the council, council officers. officers. Yeah, so that started you on your journey. All right, back to the Greyhound Club. What was your best Greyhound? No, I never had any that were any good. <laughs> I, I always had slow ones. Yeah. And talk about the Greyhound Club. St Joseph's Primary School now was where yes. the Greyhound track originally was, is that correct? Yes, that's, yeah. that's true. They uh, moved from uh, what was known as the halfway, halfway between here and uh, Bushville <laughs> yeah. in 1935. Yeah. And yeah. it was subject to uh, flooding and everything down there. Yes. And they didn't actually own the track. It was owned by the Rayner family, and I think they were supposed to pay rent, but I don't know so, how often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the decision was made, not a popular one with some members, to move to the showgrounds. Mm. And in fact, uh, I was elected a president of the club on the vote of the retiring president with a hostile committee for a number of years. All right, so you've been in the hot seat there. Oh, it was good fun. <laughs> well, if you go and have a look at Russell's Creek now, the track, the walking track, yes. and you see a rise in the paddock, That's, that was the track. That was the track, and they went yeah. over the Russell's Creek. There was a bridge, and the Greyhounds went yeah. over the Russell's Creek. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the, uh, so the thing was subject to flooding, particularly in the winter months, and uh, fogs also. Yeah. Was there a straight track there as well? Straight? It was straight, yeah. Yeah. yes. And... Uh, sort of wasn't a full circle though not like we know it today yeah. alright Jack's involved with the Greyhound Club then your your London Day Training Centre 75 well to... that was an accident yeah. I, I was mayor and went to men, went to a any function that we got invited to Margaret and I went Yeah, I think we had a, a, just over 200 in one year and uh, oh, so, some members of the committee decided that we needed some changes, or they needed some changes, so I got involved there. So you went to the meeting and you left president? Yeah. <laughs> we did great work there. The Warrnambool Development School, as we see today, is like well, it's that started, from step to step. That started in the Yolanda building yeah. uh, with a small number of us, uh, uh, about, I think there were about 15 in the first school section of that. And we see it today with what somewhere around 160, I think there now. Oh, it's it's terrific. It's enormous. It's, it is, and it's well, you know, needed in our community. It is. So it's a congratulations to you on getting all that going. Well, it's one of the things, and I've always been a bit of, support, of a supporter of the old Methodist Church in Warrnambool. Many of those things we see today started in their buildings. Yeah. And uh, 
they progressed them and helped them and at the appropriate time they moved them on mm. and uh good people good people yeah. and uh good causes. well organized yeah. and it's the same with heatherly today i guess yeah, yeah. well so there's the development school the southwest credit union going from strength to strength yes and it has involved with that yes i got involved with that Went to a meeting and mouthed off and got elected. <laughs> well, you are known for your voice anyway in the community. You well, didn't sit back and say, accept anything. You thought, uh, well... Well, if you're only stirring up controversy, I think that's the important thing. Yeah. And what about South West Credit Union today, moved now to Beyond Bank? Is that the right move, do you think? Well, I wasn't in favour of it at the time, but I'm seeing what's happening there today, and I think it has been a good yeah. move. And I think it's something that... You know, we in our community today, we need to look to the future. You know, you see what at the Woolen Mills, you see Fletcher Jones. We've got to change with the times, eh? Well, Whilst I, we might like it, you probably have to. I always admired Fletcher, and I didn't know him that well. It was only in the very latter years, that, uh, and I liked his theory. Hats off to the past and coats off to the future. 100%. Yeah, that's a great saying, isn't it? Yes. Uh, justice of the peace. How did that come about? Um, and that's why the coppers keep ringing you probably well uh quite by accident i was doing a funeral one day and the uh, presbyterian minister of the day said you know i'm leaving at the end of the week i said yes i did read that in your church literature <coughs> and of course he uh, appreciated my joke he said so you listen to the you read the church <laughs> literature and don't listen to my sermons at the funeral i said the literature's more interesting <laughs> uh, and he said well uh, I'm doing probation work and uh, you've been appointed to take over from me. I said, thanks very much. He said, well, uh, you can thank Ian Smith for that, who was a local member at the time. Yeah. So uh, I did that for a number of years until the professionals arrived. Remembering in those days there was only one government office in Warrnambool and that would have been what was known as the Commonwealth Employment yeah. Office. This is the mid-70s, 78. Yes, well, all the other officers were in Hamilton, yeah. government offices. So uh, I did that, and then uh, ultimately uh, the government appointed JPs and whatever to be bail justices and everything. So it was just a continuation of, of what I had done at the probation mm. service. And what about your wife, Margaret? Like, you, you were doing all these things. She must have been a great support for you. She was at home looking after kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she uh, she would read the council agendas even before I got home most times. And give you some advice? Oh, she was good at answering the phone. <laughs> and she had a wonderful theory, and I think it's true today, and maybe councillors should remember it. Uh, she would listen to people on the telephone. And I think if, if you listen to people for a few minutes... Half their problems go away. Yes, yeah. Uh, someone's listening to them. Sound, sound them out, yeah. And I think even today in the community, there are older people living on their own. Even some of these people that are unemployed or, or, or wandering the streets, they just need someone to talk to them. Yeah, people to spend time and listen. Yeah, yeah and uh, half their problems will disappear. Yeah. Jack, we mentioned we bought. I bought your wife Margaret in. What about family? Tell us about your family, your kids, and how well, many? I know Jared Daffy. He's been uh, in the bookmaker field as well. Well, he blabs more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got two dental technicians. Uh, the uh, another one of the girls has been involved with a uh, truck and trailer business. 
that they have just recently sold. Another daughter is um, uh, driver education around town. Uh, one of the others is a... Um, um, oh, she's worked at, I, at one of the supermarkets ever. Yeah. So, so how many boys and how many jobs. girls? I can't ca 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 couldn't count all them. How many sons and how many daughters? There are there are uh, there were five boys and four girls. Yeah. One of them's deceased. And you managed to do all this thing as well. And Margaret needs a medal. Or needed a medal. Well, <laughs> she stayed at home and looked after those kids until they'd all left school, and then she got involved with Flagstaff Hill as a uh, tour guide. Yeah, yeah. And she and passed away not long ago. And that was very handy for Flagstaff Hill. Yeah. And she, she passed away. In what year? Uh, eight year ago. Eight year yeah. ago, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Well, let's get back to your career in the community. We're only halfway through it, Jack. You've done uh, a lot. Uh, the Warnable Cemetery Trust, you've been involved with that. Um, just getting that running, was that where it is now, situated there? Or? The old one, yes. Yes. At a funeral yes. one day, and the trust, one of the trustees was, was being buried that day, and the uh, chairman of the trust at that time, said to the parish priest, because they were uh, church representatives on it in those days, you'll have to replace Jack Clark, it was. And the priest turned around and said, he'll do. So that's how I got that job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, in the, you're at all these places, so you get the jobs. Well, we continue on. <laughs> One other thing, and I understand that you've had a celebration of several years ago now, 50 years service to St. Vincent's de Paul. Yes. That, that's an organisation that did great work. Well, the same Presbyterian minister today told me that I was a, prob a probation officer and it was in the Government Gazette and I didn't know about it. That's the way things happen <laughs> in those days. Yeah. He said, now you better join that Catholic mob. Uh, I said, yeah. He said, well, they've, got a, they've already got a probation officer in it, so you better join him. So I got invited to join that. Yeah. And uh, that's the one organisation I've really stayed with. Well, you see what's the need for families and people, housing, food, still happening today. So, Please, Peter, don't start me on the housing. I'll get wound up and mm. have a crack at the government and everybody else. Yeah. I can find you. On the way in this morning, I saw five empty ministry houses yeah. in Warrnambool. Yeah, and then if you look at earlier in the morning, you've got people in the streets. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Very true. That's another story, isn't it? it no, is, another another chapter, unfortunately. So that was great work there and been recognised for that. Heavily Homes, Little Athletics, Warrnambool Road Race Committee, you've been involved with those as well. Yeah. Melbourne to Warrnambool. Um, I guess in, you know. In the a, Road Race Committee's definitely changed. Has. I were always said, and I would say to any of them, it was the worst committee I was ever on. You'd go to the meeting and they all would give you good <laughs> advice on how to run it. Yeah. And the day of the race, the fellows that had given you the uh, advice <laughs> were on the bikes riding home and left you to do the work. <laughs> well, funny thing you should say, that, that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the day I, I was putting up barriers in the main street and all the boys were watching the race yeah. or in it, one or the other. <laughs> Showgrounds Committee representative, the Foreshore Trust, yes. for 14 years. Um, tourist Authority, Flagstaff Hill. Were you yep. involved with the Flagstaff Hill development? Up there? Uh, not with the initial development. Uh, I was very pleased to see what happened because it was, on still is crowned land, but it had a terrible fence around it. And uh, it had been let to a ex-school teacher who had a couple of horses and some cows on it. I reckon I spent half my 
first years living up there chasing cows and horses at night that were getting off the fence. So, yeah. Uh, the, I was pleased to see the changes that happened. If if you if you were back on council now, the talk about Flagstar Field, what the future of it is, what do you think? What what needs to happen there? I think it's it's got a future. Um, I'd be a little critical of the council. I think they probably, and I know they've got good people working down there, but I think Warnable needs a very pushy promotions officer. Yeah. Mm, talking to Jack Daffy, who's been involved with the community, as you're hearing, for many, many years. And I think uh, perhaps a good chat to Jack with a few th issues that are happening now. You might be able to point people in the right direction. Would you go back on council, Jack? <laughs> Not at my age. I wouldn't be able to get up the and stairs. For, the, for those that missed it, you're 90. You live at home on your own yes. and you still drive your vehicle. You drive your vehicle yep. in here this morning and you look fantastic. So I want to stay that way. That's terrific. I know the result. It's pretty permanent. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Order of Australia Medal, 1986, well-deserved. Citizenship Award in 1986. Um, so just a just a terrific CV. And, and what, Jack, would be your, your biggest memory of the area over, over those 90 years? What would, you know, lots of things, I guess. Well, I've always, from a council point of view, I think the development of Lake Patobe, was probably one of the good things that happened. What was that like before the development? It was just a swamp. Just a swamp. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people really forget that it was uh, Johnny Johnson, the engineer, and and uh, Fred Cornell and a couple of others that had the plan in their own mind and they, they did it without a lot of consultation and uh, uh, not too much involvement from people that knew more than they did. Uh, and uh, they put the foundation there and it's developed since. Well, you look there now from a tourist perspective, Warnable over all through the year, yeah. um, not just the Christmas period, there's full of people. Well, even in the last week or so with yeah. weather we've had, there's people down there all yeah. the time. And then the whales come and that adds a bit more as well. Oh, I think the council made a mistake a few years ago with the whales. Yeah. They didn't get an undertaking from the whales that <laughs> they'd come every year. Well, I know, talking to Paul Thompson, the... <laughs> The your tourism fellow now at council, he's, he's looking out there every day <laughs> yeah. waiting for him to come so we can yeah. invite people down. Uh, uh, you know, one of the disappointments, and I know people complain about it repeatedly as a McGinnon car park, but the whole of that area has been built up slowly but surely with uh, uh, blowing sand and uh, the dredging being put out along that area, and it's built up. And when you think back in the 19 late 50s and even into the 60s a little bit with a high tide the water would flow over the road where yes. the kiosk is today yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there's no way known that could happen today no, no. Oh, Jack really appreciate you coming in this morning uh, what a wonderful career you've had in our community uh, and all the work you've done I guess you know we need the pioneers which you've been of, of our area to yeah. build things you know we spoke about Heatherly Homes we spoke about St Vincent's de Paul you need to put in to get them where they are today and you've done that so congratulations well I hope I haven't done much on my own it's always been plenty of people there to, to help and uh, if I think that if there's anything that Warnable needs today and I know that along with many other mayors we've always fought and argued to try to see a revival of the uh, uh, business community in a uh, organisation, 
uh, and that hasn't happened. Mm. Um, I know we run many events in Warrnambool, but we don't have a particular event that's continued year after year after year. We've had uh, Florida, Winter, and many other things, but they haven't lasted long. Mm. Uh, and you see Port Ferry with its Moignana Festival and things like that. I know we have everything, but we seem to lack some coordination in one, one major event. event. Yeah. Well, we've got the May, May Racing Carnival is a massive event. It That's is. one, but come from a different area. Well, it's like the Greyhound Club. Yes, yeah. You know, the... the uh, well, I did look in the paper this morning. Did you know that there's going to be 380 Greyhounds race in Victoria today? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, 28 people will be employed up there tonight at the Greyhound track. We tend to forget those sort of things, I think. So uh, there's, there's still plenty of room for growth. Yes. And uh, I learned something from one of the former engineers who went to work every morning via a different way from home to the office. Yeah. He said you would see what needed fixing around the town with little things that were important. Mm. And uh, hence, I came down here in one direction this morning and I'll go home another one. Do the same thing? Have it. Yeah, well, that's it's a good lesson for someone. Yeah. You know, some people go into yep. the, into the door, the same of their same door of their workplace for thirty years. Yep. Talk to the same people. Go in a different one. You meet different people. That's right. Yeah. And even if you want to have an argument with them, it sort of, <laughs> you know, breaks the monotony. <laughs> Jack Daffy, uh, all I can say is a legend of our community. Thanks very much for popping in, Jack. I dare say people listening this morning they might even like to have a chat to you just to reminisce if if you gave me your phone number and people were interested they could ring me and i could hand on your phone number you perhaps have a chat to them you up for that oh i'm in the phone book and i've the only uh, i have them still modern pieces of equipment i've got is a remote <laughs> for the tv and the phone book yeah and how many yeah, there's too many buttons on the remote on mine there is i just well, want an on off button and a chat change the channel that's all i need <laughs> Jack, uh, is there a lasting word for the guys out there, like the younger business people that are, yes. you know, taking taking the, the the city forward? What would you give the piece Get of Get behind the uh, the city uh, and push everyone you can to set up a chamber of commerce, which I think will be one thing that Warrnambool's really lacking yeah. at this stage. Well, I do know. Behind the scenes, there's a bit of work there. So once it does come to the fore, get behind it. That's what you're That's saying. That's what I'm saying, yes. All right, Jack. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks really for having Really appreciate me. it. Uh, Jack Daffy, Order of Australia Medal 1986, definitely deserved. And if there's any other accolades, I think they should be coming your way too, Jack. So good on you and great to see you so fit and healthy. Thanks for listening to my dribble, Peter. Talking about local people, local achievements and the local stories you need to know. Talk about that great South Coast with Peter Heaton. Well, it's a, I think it's going to be a bit of a, uh, maybe a colder weekend. There's always plenty of things to do indoors, Talk to talk more about it. Paul Thompson from the Warrnambool City Council. Morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, Peter. How are you going? Pretty good. Looking That's forward good. to the weekend. But, um, oh, yep. It's yeah. always a great weekend. And uh, as you say, the weather forecast is looking pretty grim. But uh, it's always good to get out and get a bit of a blast with these southerly winds coming off and freshen up your, up your cobwebs out of your head. But... Uh, <laughs> For That's all those right. people looking for indoor things, there's, there's a lot going on. Oh, well, you've got a good list there. Like, a, yeah, give me an idea. So. Yeah, well, it's school holidays, so the school holiday programs. There's been a lot of great programs already, but the Art Gallery, that's got some fantastic ex 
exhibitions. Got the old Warner Bald prize itself. So that's like the, the portraits there. And the art gallery is actually staying there for the minute. It's not going to Cannon Hill. The art gallery is staying there, yep, for the minute, as you say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but even, oh, well, this is one of my favourites, edible activities and crafts at the Gateway Plaza. I mean, I'm just keen to go down and see what I can create and eat at the same time. So that, that, that sounds like a good one. And Flagstaff Hill has got some fantastic programs going on all weekend. The Warnable Woodworkers, they've been very popular again as well, which is fantastic. So, so if mums and dads are listening, they can take their kids up there and that's a great Ab- day. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's fantastic. A lot to see and do there with, yeah, those different really good hands-on activities and, yeah, some great things there and, and yeah, just wandering around. And it's, it's it's an awesome place in bad weather, the Flagstaff Hill, because mm. it's a lot indoors and then you can get a bit out between the showers. It's, and It's probably something that the residents don't probably think enough about to go and have a look. They'll go to 10-pin bowling or... The yeah, mini golf if yeah. the weather's a bit better or the movies yeah but here's another option go and have a look absolutely and it's yeah there's a lot going on there and, and yeah the farm animals are great as well for the kids really enjoy that yeah. and the ducks and things but uh probably one of my favorites tomorrow is that the library at 10 a.m i don't know whether anyone has heard of wheeler the Koori warrior that's a book that was written by a couple of locals it's mainly for eight to sort of like 10 to 12 year olds but they're doing a uh, a workshop about card design so that's a, that's fantastic. That's gone really well. That book. This is a second edition. So that's at the library tomorrow at ten, and kids karaoke. Who doesn't like a karaoke? So the the bowls club. They got kids karaoke going on. So, yep, mums and dads can sit there and have a great meal and, and play a bit of bowls. But yeah, let the kids uh, do some singing. So that's the bowls club in Timewall Street, Paul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's a great great little venue there. Might find a superstar for the future. Well, this is it. You can only hope. You yeah. can only hope. It's uh, <laughs> good Olympic sport now, isn't it? You know, It is. Yeah. <laughs> Australia's done well in that in the past. And, and look, there's other great things going on for adults getting involved at things like at uh, Kelly's, the Kelly Hotel there. They've got the 4th of July, all things Yankee. That's been going on all week. Great music and, and food and things. And uh, A couple of blokes from here had a meal Tuesday night at the Kelly. They said the steaks were fantastic. <laughs> That's what yeah, big steaks. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And uh, Rafferty's Tavern is also another great venue for where adults can have a good time and the kids can be well entertained as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so a lot going on, and uh, obviously all the local sports going to happen if it's not washed out. But uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be good to get out and support your local team. All right, Paul Thompson from the Warrnambool City Council. He joins us regularly on a Friday morning and gives us an insight into what's happening. And there's plenty happening. So there uh, is. Yep. So yep. Check out what's on in Warrnambool, and uh, that'll put you in the right direction of all things going on for anyone and everyone. All right, Paul Thompson. Thanks for coming in, and have a good weekend. Yep. You too. Take it easy. <laughs>